Amy, 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan, and it's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And we're going to continue our conversation today with the Bible history answer man. He's been telling us the story of John the Baptist, Herod, Antipas, and Herodias. Uh, however, for a historian, he does seem to have a bit of a memory problem. I just hope that he remembers where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to talk about. You know, I I wonder if he's even remembered who I am. Let me try to get him here real quick. Let's connect. Hello? Hello? Is this the Bible Answer Man? This is Gary Duncan from KFUO. Are you there? Do you remember me? Oh, remember you? Oh, well, how how could I forget? I I have certainly enjoyed our conversations. <laughs> well, good. So do you also remember how we were talking about the historical background to the biblical account of King Herod killing John the Baptist? Oh, I, I do indeed. It is a tragic tale as told by both biblical and secular historians. <laughs> and, and we said last week that we would talk about the rest of the story. Uh, what happened to King Herod and his wife Herodias after John's death? I, I bet I bet it's a remarkable saga. I'd love to hear it. Go on, Mr. Duncan. Tell us the rest of the story. No, 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 no. Actually, Professor, you were going to tell us. I was? I, oh, I mean, oh, oh, of course. Of course I was. <laughs> I even remember. Just a second. I, I wrote several pages down here. Just a minute, Mr. Duncan. Oh, wait, wait. I, I've got them here. <laughs> Uh, sorry, terrible short-term memory, you know. If I don't write it down, I, 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 I won't remember it. Why does this not surprise me, Professor? <laughs> well, yes, yes. Here it is. Here it is. I've got it now. <laughs> Great. The rest of the story of King Herod. How the Bible tells us only about Herod's involvement with John the Baptist, and of course also his later encounter with Jesus. But the Jewish historian Josephus... You mean Josephus? Oh, that's that's right. Yes, yes. We we did agree to use the uh, less academic pronunciation. Yes, as you lay people call him, Josephus. <laughs> this Jewish historian recorded the events of King Herod that come after the days of John and Jesus. Uh, do you believe in omens, Mister Duncan? Uh, well, as a Christian, I suppose most of that is just superstition, but I must admit there has been a time or two when I turned into a side alley because a black cat crossed the road and uh, ahead of me, and there was a ladder on a sidewalk I remember walking around once. <laughs> well, don't we all? Don't we all? And if there are such things as omens, the head uh, of John the Baptizer might have been just such an omen for Herod Antipas. Well, no no corny Antipas joke here? But you know, even my memory's not that bad. I, I might repeat a joke twice, but not three times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the killing of John the Baptist seems to be a turning point for the career of the king. It certainly was for John. Well, that it was. <laughs> well, let's go back to King Herod, though. Uh, his first problem came from his neighbor. Uh, you remember King Eretus of the Nebataeans? Yeah, this was the king whose daughter Herod married and then unceremoniously dumped when he fell in love with Herodias. Exactly. And ever since then, King Eretus had been seeking some way to have revenge on Herod. Opportunity came due to a border dispute. King Eretus declared war. 
And how did Herod respond with that? Well, ever the optimist, he accepted the challenge. I'm sure thinking this would be the uh, chance to expand his own holdings. But he was to be sorely disappointed. Why? What happened? Well, despite his massive armed forces, Herod Antipas was soundly defeated. Not only that, but his armies were decimated. It's interesting Josephus says this about the battle. But to some of the Jews, Herod's disaster seemed to be divine vengeance for his treatment of John, surnamed the Baptist. Um, Well, knowing the superstitious nature of Herod, I wonder if he didn't have similar thoughts. Well, if so, there would be more to confirm that opinion. So, what else happened? Well, not only did Herod have trouble with his kingdom, but he also had problems within his kingdom, within his own family. As we've said before, Herod Antipas had dreams of reuniting the kingdom of his father, Herod the Great. Right, right. You said that Herod the Great's kingdom had been divided amongst the three remaining sons, and someday Herod Antipas would uh, hope to rule over all three sections again. But you know what, Mr. Duncan? He wasn't the only one who had such dreams. While Herod Antipas struggled with war, he had a nephew by the name of Herod Agrippa. There's all kinds of Herods, aren't there? Well, anyway, Herod Agrippa, he also wanted to unite the kingdom, and he was spending huge amounts of money cultivating friends in Rome. Ah, another Herod? Well, we know that this is all a family affair, so where does Herod Agrippa fit in? Well, Herod Agrippa was the son of Aristobulus. (laughs) And I'm sorry, no funny pronunciation there because I'm not even sure what is the right way to pronounce it. But, but anyway, he was the son of Aristobulus, and Aristobulus was one of the three sons that Grandpa Herod the Great had killed. In fact, history says Herod the Great strangled him with his own hands. Boy, that's fatherly love right there for you. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> even more interesting is the fact Herod Agrippa is actually the blood brother to Herodias. So her dad was killed by her grandfather. No wonder she had uh, relationship issues. (laughs) In Rome, now Herod Agrippa had become a close friend of a man named Gaius. Or as you probably know him better, Caligula. That's the Roman emperor known for his immoral excesses. Precisely. But since this is a G-rated show, we won't go into all of that, (laughs) those immoral excesses. And we don't have time in in the few pages written here to give you all the details. But to suffice it to say, when Caligula came into power, it seemed his intent was to restore the entire Herodian kingdom. Only he wasn't going to give it to our Herod Antipas, but rather to his good friend, Herod Agrippa. So what did our friend Herod Antipas do? Well, sibling rivalry may be a modern term, but it's certainly not a modern phenomenon. Jealous of her brother Agrippa getting control of everything, Herodias prods her husband, Herod Antipas, to go to Rome and plead his case to the ruler of the kingdom. After all, Herod Antipas was the one presently ruling a third of the kingdom. He was the one with real-world experience. He knew the people and the land. He really should be king, not that stupid old Herod Agrippa. (laughs) Well, you know, there's always a little woman pushing behind the throne, isn't there? Oh, oh, and the little woman pushing behind the answer man or the radio announcer. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you know, in this case, it would have been good if Herod Antipas hadn't heeded his wife's advice. For upon arriving in Rome, he was accused of conspiring against Caligula and was summarily exiled to Gaul. Which is now modern-day France. Yes, but, but remember, this was not the France of Gay Paris or the Eiffel Tower. This was frontier France, home of the barbarians. I suppose this was roughly the equivalent of being sent to Siberia. Ah, exactly. Although, it's the final episode of Herod Antipas's story that's the most surprising. And what is that? Well, while there is no denying sibling rivalry... You know, brothers and sisters still tend to stick together. And, and due to the influence of her brother Agrippa, Caligula was actually willing to allow Herodias uh, to remain there in Rome and, and enjoy a life of relative luxury. However, surprisingly, she chose to go into exile with her husband, Herod Antipas. Well, that's surprising, because up to this point, Herodias seemed to be nothing more than a manipulator who uh, used her wiles to get her own way. Well, exactly. Uh, one wonders whether Herod Antipas intentionally stole away his brother's wife, or perhaps it was Herodias who actually pursued him. I mean, after all, Herodias' first husband, Philip, was a disinherited nobody, while Herod Antipas was the possible heir of the entire Herodian kingdom. <laughs> there is no doubt she manipulated Herod Antipas to get rid of his other wife so Herodias could be sole queen of the kingdom, and it is also obvious that she used her conniving ways with her daughter Salome to get John the Baptist killed. Her life seems to be the story of a scheming woman who used every means available to gain power and wealth. But unexpectedly, in the end, she gives up all power and wealth and remains loyal to her husband, Herod Antipas, and even goes off with him into exile. One would wonder why she had such a change of heart at the end. Well, I do have a possible explanation. Well, what is it? Well, as a historian, I, I can only relate people's actions, or at least as much of it as I can remember. But as a biblical historian, I'm also interested in what might lie in people's hearts. It is interesting, the Bible tells us that, that Herod Antipas was glad to hear John, but that John's words uh, greatly perplexed him. Well, you make a lot of sense, because John's words were called to repentance. I guess if you are a mighty king with untold wealth, it wouldn't seem you'd have much reason to repent, though. Oh, that's a good point, Mr. Duncan. But perhaps in the end, when you've lost all your power and your wealth, maybe those words of John the Baptist, those words of repentance, begin to make more sense. Maybe it not only begins to make sense to you, but also to your wife. Uh, you know what? I exactly. We know that Herod felt guilty over the death of John the Baptist. And maybe in his later years, that guilt bore the fruit of repentance. And, and who is to say? Maybe the same thing happened with his wife Herodias as well. <laughs> but all of this, Mr. Duncan, is just speculation. Uh, but there is one thing we can say for sure. What's that? If they did repent, the Almighty God would have welcomed them into heaven with open arms, as shocking as that may sound. God would accept even these people who killed his servant John the Baptist. Well, 
Of course, because he welcomes the people who killed his own son, Jesus Christ. For you see, the message of John the Baptist was not just repentance, but repentance for the forgiveness of sins. It was a message that Jesus would continue after John's death. It was a message Jesus would fulfill by his death and resurrection. It was a message spoken for all sinners, by, by even people like Herod and Herodias. And even people like you and me, Professor. Thank you so much, uh, the Bible Answer Man, but we're out of time. Well, how fortuitous, because I'm also out of pages. <laughs> if you have any further historical questions, just let me know. I, I can answer all of them. Well, okay, we'll probably do that, but uh, I'll call ahead so you can write your answers down. So uh, goodbye, Professor, and, and have a great day. We are you the too, Mr. Duncan. Thank you. We are the Messenger of Good News worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis region.